Hey guys, welcome to Magmorecast episode number 387. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And I made sure I said hey guys at the beginning of this one, because it didn't pick up for some reason on the last one. I don't know. I always say hey guys. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being the Week in Geek, gathering up the top geek news of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out February 13th, 2019. Let's get ready to read. So we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, we're taking a look at our 2019 Super Bowl. We do this every year, where it's four quarters of gridiron action, where we pit Marvel against DC in four quarters. Uh, creators, publishing, licensing, and media. And then, uh, halftime, we always talk about some of the movie trailers that came out during the actual big, big uh, Super Bowl game. Hey, you actually I said did. Cool. That, that's the thing I did. And another thing we always do is drink. We do. And, Chris, and uh, you were... Ex- oh, okay, go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say, I always find out what Paul's drinking, but Chris always keeps it a secret from us. So I was wondering what Chris is drinking. <laughs> you tagged me for this last time too. Um, I don't keep it secret. I just I ask what you guys are drinking because I have to type it up into the show notes. Uh, yeah, and I he- I hear what Paul's drinking, and yeah. I know what I'm drinking. But then you never say, "Oh, I'm drinking this guy." I do. It's, it's always a secret. It's always well, Paul it's always a I'm, secret. Paul knows what I'm drinking because <laughs> I drank it last night when we were playing World of Warcraft. Uh, but this is actually from a brewery that you went to, John. And this is from Modern Times. This is City of the Sun, a hoppy, juicy IPA. Uh, I have to say, it is hoppy and juicy. I quite like it. Um, The straw of it would be gold, 60 IBUs, a final gravity of 1.010. Modern Times, I had some of their stuff previously on the show last year. Because they just randomly popped up at my beer store. Uh, I enjoyed everything I got from them. I think I had tried like four different varieties. Uh, so seeing them pop up again made me, made me happy. So I tried to make sure I got some different stuff. And actually, I, I'm not disappointed by either one of them. Uh, Modern Times was the my favorite brewery that I went to when I was in California. And it was the first brewery. So everything I went to after that was like, ah, I wish we would just go back to modern times uh because uh it was good everything there was amazing and uh i wish i had brought beer with me but it was the first place i stopped and then i was like oh maybe we can stop on the way home, on the way back to the airport and i'll pack it in my bag and we just never we didn't have enough time to get there into the airport that's a shame because i mean it's it's all been solid um i, they- I did buy a t- t-shirt i got a t-shirt though nice um, I look, I look darling in it. I would put them since I didn't have it directly from the source. I put them kind of at the same level as something I put a uh, six point. I really like six point. They have a twelve pack sampler out right now called High Volume, which I kind of wanted to grab. It's all beers that I've had before, but I generally just like six point beers. Um, Paul, I know you're not their biggest fan, but I don't know. I modern times. You guys do good work. Thank you. Paul? Uh, I'm drinking a seasonal from uh, Southern Tier 
uh, breweries here in uh, New York, uh, Western New York. And this is our Orange Grove Orange Pale Ale. This is an ale uh, with natural orange extract added. So, and it kind of tastes like an orange extract. It's like very piffy, uh, like briny orange flavor that just kind of hits at you at the back end. I will have to say that this beer is over a month old. It uh, was bottled on 12-4-18. So there's not much of that pale ale flavor to it. It just kind of gets a little bit overwhelmed by the that orange uh, additive flavor. And I don't, I don't think I love it. And I don't understand why it's a seasonal now. <laughs> uh, that's the same thing I said. I said it's like Tangier light. Like yeah. you turn, like Tangier, you turn the beer down and the orange up, and that's what this beer is. And I, I said, Fourth of July weekend, I'm outside. It's hot as hell. I would want to drink this. If this had orange and ginger or orange and spice with it, I would be like. And it was released like right before Christmas. I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that's a Christmas ale. That's that's great." Like, it's just missing the spice. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense for a release at this point. It does. Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, like, you know, it's bottled and released in December for I guess January, February. You know, beer releases are so weird because we release pumpkin ales in October or in uh, August. In August. Yeah, so I this don't know is what season they're trying to hit. The, the thing is, is this in uh, this beer coming out in January is quote unquote a spring beer, and it doesn't make any sense to release spring beers in January when it's it's s- cold. For it's not a bad orange flavor. You just got to drink a big mouthful of it to get it. Yeah, it, it's it's not a bad beer. It just it it's it's a bad time of year to launch it. If I was living in a warmer climate, maybe. You know, and I wanted to, you know, porch drink. This would be lovely. Uh, I don't know if it's worth a full six-pack. I did buy it in a, one of those make-your-own six-packs. Like, it, there was loose ones on the shelf, so I grabbed it. Uh, and I'm glad I did it that way. I don't know the price point on the six-pack, bo- 12-ounce bottles. Nine ninety-nine. Okay, that's not a bad price. Eight. Yeah, it's nine, rather, $9.99. Based on how you're describing it, though, I would rather grab Tangier. Yeah. I would rather well, they don't, have Tangier. They don't make Tangier anymore. Just, oh, oh. Is and that going to be a seasonal, or is that just like they did it once? Ta- uh, the the Orange Grove is a seasonal. It's re- so it's replacing the raspberry white ale that they've done for the last two years. Hmm. And Tangier, you'll see it right now, and they're overpacked, but it's going to be gone soon. So is New School. What? New School's done. There's a, a new beer. Rep- it's there's a new beer called replacing it called like New Juice, I think. Okay, so they're trying to go more juicy. Yeah, but New School was yeah New School was good for you know that that in between. New School was good if it was fresh, fresh, and ninety percent of the time when you bought it off the shelf, it was no longer fresh, and it was more Much malty like than beer. tropical. Uh, but I am drinking. From Jack's Abbey Brewery, Citra Brow. This is a dry hopped citra lager. And I had high hopes for this beer. And there's not much citra to it. Uh, it's very thin. There's a little, there's a nice breadiness to the lager. 
but I was really hoping I was really hoping for more citra to it, more oomph, more citra, as the name says it would have. It's not a bad beer uh, if you're just looking for a nice bready blogger. Uh, but I grabbed that because I wanted the citrus to shine, and I didn't get that. But something we are getting is the weekend geek. Yeah, we got we have news. There's been news, right? What's what's been the news? John, you had the Wild Last Man story. Uh, the only, the only, yeah. the The thing I have is uh, why the Last Man, uh, after the pilot was made, is getting picked up for a a, a first se- uh, first season run. Uh, over at FX, uh, I'm be very interested to see how this works out. It's something that uh, uh, Brian K. Vaughn has been trying to get made for years, whether it was in a movie or TV series, and it's it's finally happening, guys. Hey, wow! Is his child a little buff? I don't. No, it's, TV. it's not. Like, he, he was also rumored for like ten years ago. He's gone crazy <laughs> since then. Well, he can do it. You, you just got to believe in yourself. He's got the chops. Just do it. Because he did that motivational yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I, I don't have anything else. Yeah. There was really not much news because we're talking about all our trailers during the halftime yeah. show of our Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl. This is DC Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Huh? What? Super Bowl. Yes. Well, we'll just get into the next segment, which is uh, the list. Guys, we're looking forward to books that are coming out February, what, 13th? 13th. Yeah. 2008, 19. Let's get ready to read. There we go. That's my first time saying that year. Yeah, yeah, I know. You screwed it up. (laughs) Yep. So, uh, John, since you're being mean... Chris, what are you looking uh, for? I'm actually looking forward to a new number one coming out from over at DC Comics, and this is part of their Wonder Comics line, and this is Wonder Twins, number one, written by Mark Russell, art by Stephen Byrne. Uh, they had a backup of this in the Young Justice book that we read last month. Uh, I, I like it. It's a little bit different take on the characters of Xan and Jaina that you might know from watching the Super Friends cartoon growing up. Uh, I'm glad they're bringing them into the comics. They've been in the comics previously, but they've never been like very active. Uh, so this is kind of cool. I know we used to rag on uh, Brian Michael Bendis for just taking characters that he loved growing up and kind of force feeding them to people. But now he's kind of just into my wheelhouse for it and I- I'm cool with it. So yeah, Wonder Twins, number one. Paul, what are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to uh, Brian Michaels Bendis' other book coming out over at DC this week, and that's uh, Superman, issue number eight. Uh, this is John L. Uh, John Kent coming back to uh, to Smallville uh, after being away with his grandfather, which I still don't get because I thought Jarrell is dead. I don't know, understand that whole thing about how he's alive, but apparently, uh, Grandpa Jarrell is crazy, and. Uh, John Kent is also now older. He's like uh, maybe 
late teens, maybe mid teens age, because you know star travel time involves time travel apparently. So he's no longer just like an eight eight ish year old. I was guessing that's how old he was, maybe eight to eleven. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what's going on with that and how long John Kent sticks around. How are you going to get John Kent back on the farm after he's seen Carl Hungus? Uh, well, he probably won't be on the farm because now he's older and can kind of take care of himself. Log jam. It's a. <laughs> it's a. I made a big Lebowski reference. Oh, I didn't get it. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> it happens, John. What are you uh picking up? Oh, get ready for a book that ready to I read. Would... Oh, you're sorry, gonna you make. Had, I'm gonna. A different route I'm gonna. My bad. Uh, it is gonna be Savage Sword of Conan, and this is another new Conan book coming from Marvel Comics, and this is written by Jerry Duggan and art by Ron Garney, cover art by Alex Ross, and uh, Jerry Duggan is what is kind of selling me on this. Uh, I enjoy his uh, his writing. I enjoyed his uh, Dungeon uh, and Dragons characters that he's played. Uh, nerd poker, and uh, I think this might be a fun Conan the Barbarian. Probably not, but uh, I'm going to make you guys read it anyways. As you are want to do, it happens. Is the Savage Sword made out of Savage Sword made out of uh, star metal? No, no. Well, I, what's funny too is uh, the cover is him killing like. Uh, reanimated corpses and skeletons with a giant axe. So, not even a sword. Nope. Alright, that's... You know, that happens. Sometimes it happens. Yes. Just let it it sometimes happens. It's a story about him getting the savage sword, so you gotta start somewhere. Right? Yeah. And, uh, we have to start with another beer, right? I'm still drinking mine. We got we got through everything really quick there, so you guys can drop ahead. Well, I'm I'm jumping. Yeah, cause, because I got uh, Paul. We have three beers. Uh, Chris has two, so oh, okay. let's jump yeah. into our second beer, and we'll do our third with his second. Uh, John, go ahead and what's your first beer or second beer? Uh, my second beer is actually a beer I had uh, on Super Bowl Sunday with Paul while we watched uh, the beginning of the Super Bowl. And that is Stone's Tropic of Thunder. This is a tropical IPL from Stone. I really, really liked it on draft, and so much so that I said, I'm going to get that in can and have it on the show because I want to rave about it. Uh, it's still very good in the can. It's not as tropical-y as it was on draft. Um, preferred it on draft. But it still is a really nice tropicaliness, fruitiness um, beer. You wouldn't absolutely know that it was a lager. It definitely has a little dry your mouth out hops to it. Uh, well balanced, great flavor. Uh, I say if you see this on draft, get it. Uh, it'll be very good. I tried a sip of that, but unfortunately I was drinking a sour first, so I really got nothing from it. And since I was drinking a sour that night, man, I went out to the beer store because I enjoyed uh, that 42 North halt who goes there so much that I picked up a bunch of sours. And this is uh, 
one that I am now talking about now. And that's, okay. <laughs> I know I went I went totally purred happily. You did, and that is the beer. I was I knew I was doing it, so I went with it. I like leaned in to purred. Uh, this is Ithaca Beer Co- Company's Blueberry Soiree. Uh, this is a Berlin Berliner Weiss Berliner. Yeah, Berliner Berliner Weiss beer aged uh, or brewed with blueberries. It has a very faint blueberry flavor, but it's that non-artificial fl- blueberry flavor, so it's nice and... It's like that, yeah, that tart earthiness to it. Mm-hmm. It's not overly sour or overly tart. It is a little bit on the watery edge of the tarts. It doesn't make me pucker. It does just slow me down just a little bit as I'm drinking it. It's nice. It's like one of those refreshing sour gels. You know what I mean? It's not so puckery, you know, it's tart. But uh, it's it's good. Would I want a whole six-pack of it? No. Again, this is one of the ones that I'm glad I just got a one-off of if I saw it. If I was in a sour mood and I saw it at a brewery or at a uh, bar, I'd, I wouldn't mind ordering it. I think it would, does scratch at it a little bit, but it's still not up there with one of my favorite sours, so... What is your favorite sour? Right now, it's Halt Who Goes There <laughs> from 42 North. Or uh, Minky Boodle? Oh, Minky that Boodle. Good. Is that the, the can? We had it. It's from Thin Man. Thin Man. Yeah, that was good. So it would be one of those two, I, I think, are my two favorite sours. I'm not a huge sour fan. Like, well, I'm not, I don't normally go out and try a bunch of sours. I'm, so this is one of those of my New Year's resolu- beer resolutions of me really trying to hone in uh, beer styles that I that I enjoy to really refine it and figure out what I really like. So, here's to honing it in. Uh, they're putting out like a like double-fruited Minky Boodle this weekend, I believe on Saturday. That would probably be really good. Yeah. I'd like to check it out. You know what we should check out, though? A dramatic reading. And now, a dramatic reading from X-Factor. Epic collection. All new. All different. X-Factor. Page 87. Panel 4. So, uh, what's the deal with you, Cupcake? And that was a dramatic reading from X-Factor. Epic collection. All new. (laughs) All different. X Factor, page eighty-seven, panel four. Like, I, we don't do that. Do we do the page and panel yeah. again? I've, yeah, I've that way if people want to look it up, you know, and dig into their collection, you know, pull it out of the long box, they can, or they can just go over to the website, you know, look at it. But mm-hmm. yeah, strong guy. He's your pronunciation, dude, bro. Your pronunciation of epic that second time just got me somehow. I just, I just started laughing. It really is like had some like. Vim and vigor to it. Oh, when you say it was epic, no, no. Okay, I would say it had a lot of vim and vigor. You know what is epic though? Two publishers being pitted together on the gridiron against each other. Man, always, always the top of their conferences too. It's weird. Yeah, they are. You know, it's like they're the only two that ever compete in this. Uh, 
It's so kind of like the Puppy Bowl in that way. <laughs> I've never watched or, it. It's just I'm, puppies versus I'm puppies. assuming that it's always the same teams. Who I don't knows? Know how they break uh, it up. Remember the Bud Bowl? Was it Bud Bowl? Oh, yeah, there was, was Bud Bowl. Bowl. Wow, with like the bad CG cans. We, oh, yeah, with us. Exactly. And uh, so it's kind of like that. Except with comic book companies, guys. Because we're a comic book oh, So it's already better than we're Bud Light. Yes. So it's uh, it's DC versus Marvel in a, a, a fight for, to the finish through four quarters of... Uh, we really want to see how the, how they stacked up year over year. Uh, who had the best year overall in a, a, a series of trials. The first uh, being... You know the who had the better year with getting uh, creators signed and what how their creators did overall in the books themselves. Second is how uh, characters you know are thriving outside of comic books, you know, in movie and te- television and streaming. Uh, the third quarter will be the publishing of the uh, books. Like you have the creators, you have the characters. Now, what are you doing with them in the comics, you know, with their events and actually with the actual books that are getting published? And then we finish off with the licensing. All the toys, games, etc. Movie tie-ins, serial, if there is such things. Uh, And how we feel about what we saw on the shelves outside of the comic book shops. And also, you know, entertainment, otherwise, you know, theme parks, rides, attractions. All that. All of it. All of it. So, so I, I I did this again. I did that last year, too. I, I fall into, like, a very sports, yeah, sports radio voice. I don't know why. Because it's the yeah, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl, guys. Makes sense. S- Super Bowl. Yeah. So, Paul, I keep, th- yes. I keep feeling you're, like you're saying... Bowl, when right. we all know it's ball, we we do the super ball. Our thing is the super ball. Yeah, it's not the that super way, bowl. That way they can't come after us. No. We do our own. Yeah, we we can't get sued. So you need to stop no, no, we, saying we, it. No, no, we can say super bowl. Whoa, that's Paul. That's we, more money. We can't. Hey, hey, we hey, can't hey. afford this. You got to calm down. You can't. You can say puppy bowl. That's okay because puppies eat out of bowls. Nothing yeah. else makes and sense. And there's nothing super about those puppies. Except for the cuteness. Uh, no, you can, as long as you're not marketing it. Like, we can't call this title. We can't ep- call the episode. This why, episode. why, Paul? Stop saying Jeez. it. Jeez. Okay. Anyways, uh, our first quarter, we are going to dive into, I think, the... Do you want to do publishing first? Because we are a comic book podcast. We want to talk about comic yeah. books. Oh, wow. You're, you're switching up. No. Yeah. Let's do publishing first. Yeah. Let's do it. No, uh, I'm just going back through my pull list from over the year. And I'm pretty evenly matched up here. It's a lot of back and forth. A lot of jockeying for position. <clears throat> uh, but when it comes to actual books that I am buying on the regular and you know, the ones that I'm not buying on the regular because I don't keep any kind of actual schedule. A lot of my pull list is still actually going to be DC Comics. Not surprising. Last year, you said about 60% of your books were DC Comics last year. Like just going through, like, week by week, my continuously, like, books that I pick up because I keep reading them 
it's going to be stuff like Green Lanterns, Heldra on the Green Lantern Corps, Nightwing, Detective Comics, uh, things like that. And I get a lot of Marvel like startups, like one-shots, runaways, things like that. I'm counting Star Wars books into that because I usually check those out as well. But predominantly, it's still just DC stuff. And I'm, I'm not surprised by that, though. Like Those are my go-to... That's my, my comfort blanket, I guess. Uh, I would have to agree with Chris. Uh, thumbing through my books that I purchased over the last year, I'm going to lean on... Um, on DC, I definitely have more DC books that I picked up. Uh, I don't know if they've been better than anything being put out by Marvel, but uh, I think definitely uh, for me this year, I couldn't live without uh, Mr. Miracle. Um, so I think that was probably one of the best books put out this year. And uh, I think one of the best trades put out this year might be... Uh, coming up in a um, a uh, trade and policy with uh, Earth One Green Lantern. Nice. I, I still have to, to read it, so it's good to hear. Because those have been real, real hit or miss. But, I mean, even to go back into the publishing side of things, I still like the format. I still like the fact that they're doing them all these years later, so that, that's that bodes well. Paul? Uh, I have to say... Probably the biggest news out of publishing uh, for me this year was Marvel reintroducing the Fantastic Four uh, as a family of books. It's been a long time, uh, over three years, right, that we haven't had the honest-to-goodness Fantastic Four book. I'm including uh, FF because that the Future Foundation, that was still a Fantastic Four book, even though it wasn't titled Fantastic Four. Uh, I think... That's going to be a book that I'm going to continuously to going back to reading um, month in and month out. But, you know, most of my other Marvel books, they're, you know, just kind of side glances. I'm going to pick up an issue one here or there for the podcast from Marvel, uh, especially the Star Wars books, stuff like that. But DC, you know, I'm going to be reading The Wonder Woman by uh, G. Willow Wilson. I'm going to be picking, you know, I'm picking up... Oh, where's my uh, this two Superman books from Ryan Michael Madness? You know, so I, I am more interested to read the monthlies coming right now from DC more than Marvel. But I did want to mention that I do love that the first family is back over at Marvel, and I'm just hoping now maybe they can also write the ship of X Men again, kind of get rid of the super uh, the displaced X Men out of time, and kind of actually clean up the continuity maybe or figure something out or just just they i think they, they need to do another grant morrison just kind of like come don't you dare mention just, his name not great you know what i mean though like how grant morrison came in in the early 2000s and just kind of like no this is the x-men now don't worry about the stuff that really happened before okay oh just that's go go with it i think they kind of need another one of those kind of shakeups because it feels all very muddled right now over in Marvel. Um, so I'm hoping for that. Maybe that'll happen this year. This in we'll be talking about that in the 2020! No, that's not it. No, nope. 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 that was too... You went you to Oprah. Oh, yep. And also, it's too close to 17! 
And uh, the other thing I've liked is DC um, has said that they're going to be doing. Um, they're going to try to go back to their legendary characters. So that would be great. Until epic stories. Hmm. So, well, just for uh, for my sake, scoreboard for, for publishing. Did you say DC or Marvel? I'm saying okay because you talked about Marvel. Because- I did talk about well gotcha. because I wanted gotcha. to highlight. You guys both talked about DC quite a bit, so I wanted to highlight the one thing that I was looking forward to. You know that happened over at Marvel, but I am picking up more books. I'm more interested in the monthlies, and we're we're all agreeing in agreement that we're kind of done with the the like big event book, right? Like I mean, I've been done with we, those for three years before you guys were. But, it, but that's the thing. It has to be. Done with it. it has to catch my attention. I'm not going to say I'm done with it, but there has to be something there that that sparks that interest. And I just haven't seen that yet. Um, right. Something I have on my pull list is the Age of X Men. Whatever I forget what it's called. Let me look it up. Uh, yeah. Age of X Men: The Marvelous X Men Number One. Uh, mm-hmm. It's coming out the, next week or this week. I can't remember. But it's coming out the 13th. 13th. Gotcha. Uh, I'm pulling it just because I kind of want to see where it's going. It's an X-Men number one. X-Men was one of those characters that was really coming to prominence right when I was getting out of comics. So I'm not like, too familiar with them, but I know like, the gist of it. And it's something to read and talk about. I don't think it's going to be great. But I've had good luck with the uh, X-Men books that I've picked up for the show. So you know, this could could be pretty decent. <clears throat> and it might make our next year Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Ball. All right. But Super, Super, the first Super from publishing. It's the ball. DC. In the Super Bowl. Right. So second quarter, guys. Made it through one quarter. DC, again, taking the first quarter of the year. Um uh, where did you want to go to next? To the creators? Well, why, do you want oh, to why don't you start to... this, this quarter off so we can go wherever you want? Uh, okay, let's go over to... Because uh, I, I feel like we kind of balanced it out. Let's go to media okay. to, for the second quarter. And let's talk about the TV movies and the streamings uh, that's been happening over at the, over for both of the companies. Yeah. We've had the largest ever superhero movie Groundbreaking with over at Marvel with Black Panther made more money than any other superhero movie. We had DC breaking records as well, uh, breaking their own records of Aquaman making the most money that a DC movie has ever made. So there's that. There's that. Uh, there's Black Panther being nominated for multiple Academy Awards. Yep, including Best Picture and. Uh- uh, had three Marvel movies and just the one DC movie this year. Correct? I think just isn't didn't Justice League. Justice League came yeah. out. It was a 2017 movie. Yeah, so we're okay. Yeah. Okay, I was just double checking because I couldn't remember when they came out. Uh, yeah, so Aqu- the Aquaman was the only movie that came out. Um, but you do movies going up against each other. Marvel definitely takes movies. Uh. Black Panther, Academy Award nominated film, uh, breaking box office records for Marvel, uh, a, or, uh, and 
Infinity War. Or, Infinity War. Wait a second. Guys, can I just ask this question? If Black Panther doesn't win Best Picture and doesn't win... It's not going to. What, what no, else I, I don't think it's against? going to. It's not going to win yeah. Best Picture. I see... What else? What else is it up for? Uh, it's like special, costumes, yes, like special sound, effects, special effects. Okay. If it doesn't win any of those, are you guys willing to live in a world where Black Panther has less Academy Awards than Suicide Squad? Well, it got like makeup, and I, I think yes. it'll probably pick up. It has its. One. I think it'll pick up something for whatever else it's uh, nominated for. I don't even know offhand. I don't have it in front of me. But I, you living- I think that's going to be the Academy finally just being like, okay, like people like these movies, give them this, you know, the crumbs from the table, but they're still going to give it to something else for a best picture. I think this is the Academy's way of trying to get, you know, the, the lay person to pay attention because it's like, wow, like, hey, I, I saw Black Panther. I don't think I would ever see any of the other movies that were nominated this year. Uh, so it's nominated for Best Picture, Best Original Music Score, Best Costume Design, Best Sound Mixing, Best Production Design, and Best Sound Editing. Mm. I believe because they were originally talking about making a new category in the Academy Awards for just like movies that just made a ton of money. Uh, and then they canceled that because there was some backlash. I believe... Black Panther will win at least two to three awards. It's not going to be Best Picture, but it's going to be sound design, costume design, sound editing. Uh, it's going to be like those ones that they're going to win. Right. And I will it's a three. I will make a tilt bet that it'll win three <laughs> of those. I'm see. I think three is a push. I, I think three. I, I, I want you to take a bet of three point five to make it a tilt bet. You know, three because five three is even. Like yeah, I, I could see it. Uh, I will say three. it like, could make. I'm not willing. It to, could make. I'm not willing it could to make take three, a tilt bet. It could make three or more. You still you still owe me a tilt bet. You're supposed to be drinking one. I, you've we haven't found one yet. Oh, I can find Dude. you a tilt. <laughs> well, then you have, you're supposed to. Well, tell, you're supposed I can to get you a tilt. You're supposed to go find yourself a. You, oh, <laughs> you're supposed to find yourself a tilt. I can get you a tilt. I didn't know I had to provide it. You lost the bet. Well, I lost the bet too. So Paul and I will do it together. And mm-hmm. and uh, we totally didn't even remember no. until Paul went back and listened to last well, year's Super Bowl. That's that, why we're better like, with the uh, the show notes now because we can just put that stuff up on the top. But uh, back to it for. See, I'm not for, willing to take a bet against you at three. That's all. I'm, I'm saying. saying three or more. You said you said you didn't even think it was going to get one. You just said that. No, no. I said, are you guys willing to live in a world? If that happens, are you willing to live in a world where Suicide Squad has more Academy Awards? Than I think Black if we go no, back I, to the tape, you said you, did say, you don't think you it's did say that. But that was more. You did say at the beginning, "Are you ready to live in a world where that happens?" But to John's point, you did say what you said more recently. The, okay. Besides well, the point, though, no, but when I'm, it comes to movies, Marvel's definitely cleaned up this year. TV, I, I haven't kept up on the DC stuff though. And like you said before, you listened to the last year's Super Bowl episode. We were bad about keeping up on the TV stuff back then too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys, we, we've all kind of fallen off of uh, just all of TV. Like, you know, if it's not on Netflix, I kind of don't watch yeah. it. But even well, the stuff that yeah, is but, on Netflix, but there's Netflix. I, I've, I haven't kept up on just because I haven't been in the, the mind frame to watch it. I've been watching a lot more, I guess, fun stuff. Uh, and I definitely do plan on getting back to the Marvel thing soon. And this this oh, is just oh, like yeah, internet the, the Marvel Netflix. Oh, yeah. This is like watch. internet laziness just, stuff though, like because I know I could just download the CW app and catch up on those shows now, but I haven't, and those are definitely more fun than the Netflix Marvel stuff. Uh, and I do have to say about uh, so DC, they're still riding high on on Green Arrow. They're riding high on the Flash. Uh, I think Legends of Tomorrow is actually officially "quote unquote" done, uh, but the, but Black uh, Black Lightning was um, got rave reviews. People love it. You have uh, the backdoor pilot with uh, Batwoman, which is going to get it's a, her own series, and you have uh, Stars and Stripes. No, nope. uh, Legends of Tomorrow cast dances to celebrate early renewal, so it's still going. All right, so their all their shows are still on, and they keep. When they said they weren't going to make any more after Legends of Tomorrow, they have they have three more coming out. Uh, over on the Netflix side, where you are getting TV, their TV shows, uh, Daredevil canceled, Luke Cage canceled, Iron Fist canceled. You have Punisher that just came out, which uh, I believe you're going to get a cancel after it. And you have um, uh, what's her name? Um, Jessica Jones. I keep wanting, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Uh, season three is in the works. Or no, she, she had a, no. She got canceled. Yeah, they, right? they're all done. But I don't think you can blame that on the shows themselves. I mean, yeah, we even came out ourselves like Iron Fist, not the best. I still watched it. I didn't hate it. I think a lot of that has to do just with the deals between Netflix and Marvel slash Disney with Disney plus launching within the year. I, I don't think they want to be advertising those characters to like draw, like drive people other over to like another streaming platform. Like they're going to keep showing I, the Marvel movies because those they, they have to, but I think if they were given the option to like, just like cut it, I, I think that's what we would see. I I would agree. Uh, I would agree, except for from their first seasons to their second seasons, the drop off is dramatic for viewership on those shows. So much so that I don't think they thought it might be even warranted to do another season of some of those. Uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage um, were dramatically down. Uh, I watched one episode of Luke Cage. I couldn't get into it. One episode of uh, Jessica Jones. Couldn't get into it. I watched all of Iron Fist uh, pulling my hair out because I thought it would get good. I'm in the middle of watching um, Punisher now. Uh, I've been enjoying it. Um, And then season three of Daredevil, I have uh, watched maybe three episodes. And the most interesting characters is Bullseye and Wilson Fisk. And... The reason I haven't continued watching is uh, because of the Daredevil character itself is just kind of boring and a crybaby. 
but uh, but, uh, the shield is still running strong. Shields Shields like was just renewed for its like sixth or seventh season. And the stuff that they've announced for the Disney streaming with what Marvel shows they're going to do, I think are, 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 are peaks. But if it's, you're going to go head to head on the television shows, I have to say it goes to DC for me. And also not that we've actually watched them, but also bears uh, to be mentioned that DC did launch its own streaming platform this year, and Titans has been getting pretty decent reviews. It's got it's got a lot of good reviews. It just looks too dark for me. <laughs> but you know what I have to say, guys. Uh, I do want to ask that awesome Batman the animated series Blu-ray set that I got in last year. Is that licensing or is that I- now? I feel like that would be more licensing. Like if that That's if that good. was airing wow. now, like that would be different. But since it's something that came out like twenty years ago now, now that I can watch all of Super Friends off of that uh, DC streaming service, and also all the Batman, but I own them all on Blu-ray, so I don't feel the need to. But all the Justice League cartoons again. That streaming service, every once in a while, I'm like, it's eighty bucks for the year. Can I get eighty? Can I get eighty bucks worth of enjoyment out of it during a year? And I have to say, how many times can I watch Flash and Substance? Uh, yeah, but there's so many good Justice League episodes. Yeah, and also you can watch a lot of them just on YouTube. Like, is Batman, is Batman Beyond in there too? Like, that was a good series. Yeah. You know, I, I have to give this this round. I know it had a big... I, I know Marvel had huge uh, box office you know, business over with the movies and everything with Black Panther, which was a fun movie, but it is still just the Superman or superhero origin story. I don't think it's going to... I think it's going to be maybe top five tops how many marvel movies are there right now 13 um right now where we stand there are 20 uh oh there's yeah, 20? uh captain marvel will be 21 avengers endgame will be 22 so i it might make my top eight yeah oh no i i don't think it's the best marvel movie i don't think it's in my top five maybe top 10 but i mean right. it was definitely a cultural touchstone like it did fantastic mm-hmm. but also i mean we haven't really even talked about it um, but infinity war infinity war yeah it came out and i don't that might i don't think that cracks my top eight uh that'd probably be in my top five yeah that's definitely up in my I, top like wh- when did you watch it last paul uh, i had it on in the background uh because i had streaming on netflix because i right after i think the day after christmas I rewatched. I rewatched it, and I was like, "Gosh darn, this is a good fucking movie." And then, I, and I was just like, "Man, I'm I'm sold on this." And that's why it actually made my top three movies of the year, which I usually try to steer clear of putting the mm-hmm. Marvel movies or comic book Star Wars movies in those top threes. And I couldn't not put it in there. I said it, you know, when the movie came out. And I'll say it again. It all depends on Endgame, on how much I enjoy. Which they're talking about, it's going to be like three hours long. Yeah, which I'm fine with. Yeah. And uh, apparently Russo's, like, took a headcount. Nobody left for a bathroom break. 
like while they've been doing the screenings, like nobody leaves for bathroom breaks. Makes sense. Yeah, I I didn't get up in Infinity War. Uh, but uh, the second time I did, when Tony Stark's talking about, you know, how when you're t- dreaming and that you really about like using the bathroom and then you wake up and you have to pee. That's like five minutes yeah, into the movie. Big. I know, and then I have to get up and use the bathroom. Like that's when uh, I. Do. Uh, well, yeah, but it was your second viewing. That's okay. Yeah, that, that's that okay. Was second view. Here's uh, so you're giving it to DC. I'm yeah because the stream service seems really cool and I I keep on wanting to go back to it. I haven't. Yeah, but and see, for me, like the I, same I, that, thing. Yeah, like, that's the same. I've seen the movies, except Aquaman, but also Into the Spider Verse. Technically, not done by Marvel, but it is a Spider-Man movie. Mind blowing. Right. I can't get over how awesome that. that movie is. And when it comes to the TV stuff, as much as I love the Arrowverse, I'm more likely to go back to catch up on the Netflix Marvel Universe stuff before I would the the Arrowverse like CW stuff. Nothing against it. I still think it's great, but that's just where I'm at with those characters. I don't know. I think you guys convinced me. The things that I... We both said two different things. No, but you convinced me oh. with what you just said there, with what you're more likely to go back to and actually watch. I'm probably more likely to actually watch Into the Spider-Verse and re-watch uh, Infinity War and rewatch Black Panther than I am actually then to spend $80 to actually watch television shows that I've already seen hundreds of times. Well, here's the thing, too, is... And also, DC, those shows from DC came out when I was a kid and earlier yeah. <laughs> that I'm interested in versus, you know, what we're really talking about with this, the stuff that came out this past year. With the announcement of the DC stuff, I, at no point was I like, I'm going to buy that streaming service. Yeah. With the announcement of the Disney Plus, I've already told my wife, we're getting this. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to not have this. And it's going to be for their TV shows. It That's going to be 90% of why I do it. I have... The Mandalorian? The Mandalorian. Uh, Scarlet Witch uh, and Vision. Loki. Yeah. Uh, Loki. Uh, Falcon and um, Winter Soldier. Uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Like, those are all going to be TV shows on there. Wait, there's a Rocket Raccoon? I haven't heard about Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, yeah Rocket Raccoon about... and Groot. Yeah. And the, the Bradley Cooper, the, specu- the, voice? the speculation is whether it's going to be digital or it's going to be animated. Like they don't know what it's going to be like. Um, yeah, it's going to be with the voice. It's going to be with the voices. Like that's the stuff that they're promising. Uh, on top of the the Disney stuff, uh, that sorry not to get what, anyone's hopes up, but that's just all like rumor. And that last thing about that was November twentieth, uh, two thousand eighteen. Like, oh, like people would like this, like. This is something that's being confirmed, so it's not actually confirmed. Mm. Not confirmed. Well, but no, there's still enough. Everything, other stuff everything over else, there. everything else has got me. And I mean, I own almost, I think, maybe nine. I, I, I own hundreds of Disney movies. I, I have little, all the little films on a DVD. Like I have a huge box set of Disney movies. I own those. So what am I getting with getting this Disney Plus when I already own DVDs? Well, I'm getting all that extra stuff. I'm it's and convenience about having to put DVDs in. 
I own like yeah, Solo and uh, Solo and Infinity War. Now that they're on Netflix, though, I'm just gonna I just pop those on because it's like oh, like I finished watching The Office. Oh, let me load up Thor, you know, stuff like that. Uh, I sat there and I told my wife, I was like, I really want to watch Incredibles 2. And she's like, I haven't seen the first one. And I'm like, I, I think we have it on DVD. And then I look through it and I'm like, eh, we got to watch it on DVD. And we watched it and then we watched uh, the second one. But it's just like, I have so many Disney movies, I forget what I have. But there's definitely like Apple Dumpling Gang and there's tons of other Disney movies that I would love to rewatch that I don't own. That would be on Disney Plus, but I'm going to be a day one. Yeah, Disney I've... Disney Plus launches, I have it. And their announcement this year, I think, is what definitely puts them over on DC, or on, on DC Warner Brothers, because the DC one, the Warner Brothers one, I, I am never going to spend money on it. I won't buy it. There's nothing they can do. I'm interested in that Swamp Thing by, uh, by Juan, but it's not enough to get me to to pay that money for that streaming service. So just hypothetical, they announced their, like the new Batman movie that they're doing will be a DC streaming exclusive. I don't need this. Okay. I don't need to see. No, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like I can't subscribe to a, a service like that for 80 bucks just for like, the Matt yeah. Reeves, like the Matt Reeves. If they, if they announce, like, oh, this is gonna be the only way you can see this movie, won't be, won't be released in theaters, just on the streaming service. I would pick up the streaming service for, for eighty bucks. There's enough there that I almost want to make that commitment for the year. That if it also had that, like, one Matt Reeves, and I would, you guys, I talked about this last year. I like having an event. I would invite you all over. All <laughs> I mean, I would watch it like, that way. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Go. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so what? You don't, guys can't, you know, won't buy it together. But I'm going to get everything else with it. And I also get that new. So, yes, I would. I, I, Even with, it, they're talking about with the one Jonas, like the rumor is like the front runner for Joe Batman Jonas. is yeah. going to be the one of the Jonas brothers. Right. But it's Matt Reeves directing. It, Who's what, directed? I have no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just gonna say, what else has he directed, Paul? But he's been Matt Reeves. He's been attached to it for at least two years. He did Cloverfield, and he did those ape movies. I still yeah. haven't seen any of those. Cloverfield. Did, have, have you seen those, Paul? They make the monkeys look so. Real. <laughs> they make the monkeys it. look so. Oh, real. He did. He did. Eight, I've seen. He was parts the creator of, of the TV show Felicity. It, he did the. He I wrote was, the Paul Bear starring David Schwimmer. He also wrote Under Siege 2. That was when the franchise really got good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> My finishing line was I seen parts of the Planet of the Apes movie in New Girls, the television show, when they say when the one character says they make the mon- these monkeys look so real. It's, it was all a reference. Anyways, half time. Half time. <laughs> That's beer time. That's beer time. I don't know about I'm, you guys. Yes. Okay, I'm, I was going to say yes, I beer? do. I have, I have one. I don't know if you're uh, good to go. If you want me to start it off? Yeah, go right ahead. Start uh, it off. Yeah, like it. We already had two. Drinks. Like I said, top of the show. Uh, my second beer is also from Modern Times, and this is Black House. This is a nitro. Uh, Stout with coffee, coconut, and cocoa. 
this is delicious. It's I'm definitely in a better spot with it now than I was the other night when I first had it, Paul. Yeah, because you were yeah, like, eh, not much cooking. Like I wanted more of those flavors to come through, and I'm getting them now. Uh, I don't know if it's just like because I literally got home from shopping for beer, sat down to play video games with Paul online, and then like that was the first one that I cracked open. So I don't know if it just you know, needed to settle a little bit, or the fact that it's a little bit cooler now is helping it out, but. Yeah, I'm I'm digging this beer. I still have to check into them on a tap, but I would put this one probably a little bit higher than City of the Sun. Uh, but again, this is also just kind of more more my flavor profile that I could gravitate towards. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say if you see them, um, their barrel aged stuff, Chris is definitely the worth to pick up, and some of their sours are phenomenal. All these just perked up. <laughs> uh yeah no i'm glad i'm glad you were able to find that and like it because they actually they are also a coffee roaster oh, cool. so the the coffee in that is probably their own coffee ah, that they've roasted on site read the back of the can and while you're reading the back of your can i'm going to read the front it does of my not can. say uh and i am drinking from lawson's finest liquids an amber ale called Maple Nipple. And this is straight f- straight from the Green Mountains to your hand. And this is an amber ale brewed with real maple syrup. And you get a really nice maple to this amber ale. I wish I was drinking this in the fall because this would be the perfect thing to be sitting out where the leaves are falling. You got a fire going outside. And drinking this beer. Uh, absolutely delicious. 8%. You don't taste that at all. And it's got this not overpowering, but really nice, subtle, sweet mapleiness to it. Uh, best beer I had tonight. Mm. I think I'm having my best beer of the night with Sierra Nevada's Otravez. 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 Otra vez. Otra vez. Is it Leviosa? <laughs> uh, it, it's um, basically Spanish for, like, again or one more time. Oh, like, yeah. I would like once again. this one more time. I would do this once again. Otra vez. Vez? <laughs> I don't know. It's an ale brewed with lime and agave. And this is just a refreshing, nice tart. Uh, but that that nice lime tart. And then you get a little bit of the sweetness from the agave. It's almost like a drinking a beer marg. You know? It's, okay. It's... I, I was interested until you said that. Um, <laughs> no, I've actually seen this on the shelves before at my beer store, but I passed it by, and like I really didn't even look at the label because as soon as I saw Sierra Nevada Ocho Vase, I was like, oh, it's probably just their take on like a Mexican lager. Like, I don't need another version of Corona like no they just they just put out just now a Mexican lager like I because as soon as I saw that label I was like oh that's what they're they're going for it's like an easy drinking like low ABV like Mexican style beer I can pass by that like I tried the founders premium lager the solid gold one because I was like oh like it's founders take on on this and it tastes just like you're one of the mill just like 
crummy beer. Like it's a little bit better version of it, yes, but it's still it is what it is. I don't need to drink that, but I don't know. This sounds kind of more fun. This one is good. It's only four point nine percent alcohol by volume. It is easy to drink. It's again, it's not that super tart, like make your mouth pucker, like a goes goes style or goes style. Uh, but there's enough of it, and that uh, agave kind of works just softly enough with it to just make it that much uh, more of an easy drinker. It's not quite a margarita, but you know, it's got the lime flavor and the agave with with it. It's I like it. It's very refreshing. I think this is, uh, so far, my top uh, pick of the beers. Uh, you should try dropping a shot of tequila in it, Paul, and see how it goes. Well, then it would be a marg. Let's <laughs> just say margarita. Now, why do you keep saying marg? Because that's how they refer to them on Parks and Rec. Paul, you need to, you need to get to watching some... Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I, what, is it on Netflix? It's on um, Hulu. The best, oh, the best thing, the best uh, thing that streamed, comic book-wise, was definitely Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. Like, I would put that above Black Panther. As well, I mean. Event, as, as something to watch in, as, as. From comic book to yeah, but to, uh, to film? for episode episodically, mm-hmm. you'd have to sit down and watch all episodes to to get that. I I don't feel like I could sit down and watch just one episode of Sabrina, where I could just sit down and watch Black Panther. You know that I mean that's just me as a viewer, like. Season one, I probably will never go back and rewatch for Sabrina, but I will continue to watch new Sabrina stuff that comes out. The way I am with Netflix stuff is I always go back and rewatch the like the first season or the second season, and then go into the next one. Like I just because I binge a lot of that stuff, I watch so much of it so fast that. I know I like it, and I remember like most of it. But to go back in and get every minute of it before we start up the next season, I ha- I kind of have to do it. Yeah, I would I would say I would say Sabrina was the best comic book TV show that came out this year. Yeah, I would agree to that. But I wouldn't. I mean, comp- I mean, it's apples and oranges comparing yeah. it to a, sitting down and watching a movie. Uh, well, I got more enjoyment watching that series than I did watching any of those one movies. Granted, it's a different factor, form factor, but I got there was more utility that I gained. There was more of it, so there was more chance for me to like more, mm-hmm. you know, to have enjoyment with it. So I understand that comparison, saying, "Hey, well, that's a little overweighted towards Sabrina," but. There's a lot of television shows that I just don't enjoy as well. Like, it could have fell apart, like, after episode one. Yeah, I, like, there was certain things about the, um, about Sabrina that I felt they, there's, I got a little, there's, it, there's some, it's not a perfect no, show. No, there's some fat they could trim off of that, 
Um, mm-hmm. I was actually just talking to one of my sales advisors about Sabrina Network because he just started watching it. Anytime like they're dealing with Sabrina's friends from from school, I'm just kind of like, eh, like I don't really care about these side characters too much. Like they're just there. I mean, they get more interesting towards the end, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's like if they weren't in the show, yeah. I-, I wouldn't miss them. One talks to a ghost. One can see the future, yeah. and the other one is just a hillbilly that she wants. Yeah, to like if if they're not there, it's okay. <laughs> and then the like the teacher, like possessed by like Mrs. Satan. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're just like Madam Satan. That's what it was. They're just like trying to make her such a big overarching villain, but she's not interesting. Like every time you see her, like when Sabrina walks into her office, she's- you're just like. Okay, like Sabrina's gonna come to her about something, and the teacher's just gonna be like, mm, "Yes, I'm going to undercut you." Though she's so one note, like if she wasn't in the show, I it wouldn't suffer. Like you could bring her in towards the end as like, uh, "Oh, like this threat's been here all along. Sabrina didn't know about it," kind of thing. And it's like she could have all of the misadventures without that teacher. Yeah. And like a lot of she the does move the plot forward a little bit with having the books. She's a she's she, a makeup. Yeah, again, that book like that could have been her aunt's book. Like, oh, she stole it from Hilda, you know. It, it, but that's the kind of stuff that slows down that show for me, and could trim that like first season down, or you know, they could have done two seasons at that time. And the um the 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 girl power stuff and that's not just for me that was from like uh max's girlfriend megan was like i really like the show but every time they're like women we gotta team up and we gotta be together she's like i roll my eyes it's annoying and caitlin's like the same way it's like yeah we get it you're female witch like it there doesn't need to be like extra driven home but Anywho, not, we get ready. Not that my opinion's worth much, but if you had to make me pick between like watching Black Panther or Sabrina, I'd probably pick Black Panther. But if it came down to it, it's like you could either watch Black Panther or season two of Sabrina, and I hadn't seen season two yet, I'd probably go with Sabrina just because it would be right. more. And I do love I, it. Uh, I would. How about if I put it this way? One of them will be Thanos snapped out of existence. And so much that it will actually go back in time, and it will have never have happened. Which one are you willing to have Thanos stamped out? I will. I will. I. Uh, I will say this: if you put all of the Marvel and DC shows that came out with Sabrina and said you need to pick one to rewatch, I would pick or watch the entire season of. I would pitch, pick Sabrina to rewatch again. I liked it that much that I would do that. Yeah. But to, to, yeah, I, like, I, to, if, to if pick a movie, to pick watching a movie or a TV series that I've already seen, depending on that TV series, I would I would probably pick the movie. Um, a few things like Parks and Rec, I would sit down and rewatch that probably almost over anything. Yeah. Like that's just a TV series I absolutely love, and I love those characters. And every time I watch it, I get something new out of it that I've missed the first time. A subtle joke here, 
or a look or a glance like that. It has so many layers. Uh, but yeah, to, to put a TV show versus a movie to me, Paul, and to you, you have your own way of doing things and enjoyment mm-hmm. of things. I can understand where you would say, I'd rather have Sabrina playing in the background while I do stuff than Black Panther. Right. Well, that's why I put it this way where, okay, what if you had to erase one from existence? Like, you have never seen Black Panther. Black Panther was never coming out. Or you've never seen Sabrina, and Sabrina was uh, would never I come would, out. Which one would you rather I would rather lose like, Sabrina because, well, no, because, I mean, Black Panther has its spot in the Marvel Universe. Like, it's more of that character. Sabrina, if the TV show didn't exist, well, I already have the comic book. And that's, that's also the comic book, I mean, like, the comic book series of Sabrina, we read that first volume. I've never read anything past that. And I've never, as much as I enjoyed that, I never picked up anything else. You know? And I never even, it never even occurred to me to, like, oh, I could buy volume two. It didn't occur to me either until you, you said that. <laughs> but, but, no, but, but, uh, but the fact that, like, a Black Panther movie is out there, I would probably watch. I would watch that. And I, I was trying to think before too, like if you gave me the option to like sit down and watch one of them. Even then, it's hard to pick because it would kind of just depend on what mind frame we were in. Like if there was someone there that hadn't seen it, kind of. But I, yeah, right. Paul and I rolled up to watch Black Panther super drunk. So drunk. Yeah, I can see going into that and out of it. Because like uh, I, I, like, I know most of that movie, I was like, oh my god, I have to drunk pee so bad. <laughs> <laughs> We're back with quarter number three. No, halftime. Uh, with halftime. Halftime, guys. We got to talk about all those trailers and TV hot TV spots that happened this year. So many of them did not happen. Ooh, uh, I, I just like, pulled up a list just to have like a frame of reference, and there's some okay. stuff that I forgot about, too. Okay, I didn't. I watched the game. I, I do enjoy the, the actual Super Bowl. Um, it was kind of a down game for me. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Patriots and cheating Tom Brady. You can email us at whatever Contact. our email address now is. No, it's uh, bangboardcast at gmail.com. That's what it is. We should really change that in the bumper for the iTunes upload. Because <laughs> it's still oh. contact at bangboardcast.com on there. But. Anyways, movie trailers. Chris, you have a list. Uh, there was only two that stuck in my mind, and that was the Avengers one where we were at a bar, and my friend, or friend of the show, Greg, like, Paul, Paul, Paul. And I turned around, and I'm like, oh, TV spot for Avengers Endgame. Cool. 30 seconds and, long. Um, yeah. And Captain Marvel, was, which was also only 30 seconds long. Uh, which, if you listen to the uh, Jim Hill Podcast Network stuff, apparently it's $5 million for one of those 30-second ads, so it's understandable why they're all really short. Um, but yeah, I was actually at work when the Endgame like, teaser was released. I was on my 15-minute break like right when it happened, so there were two other people with me, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, stop! And I like, started up and everyone kind of crowded around the table to watch it. Uh, super pumped. All new footage. 
This one, I think, got me a little bit more hyped because we kind of now have a better idea of the world we're walking into. The uh, first trailer was very much more about, hey, here's the characters. This one just struck me as like, no, like, it's kind of empty. Like, we're just seeing the last bastions of who's left behind now, and now they're fighting back. Yeah, it's rumored to be everything that we saw is the first 20 minutes of the film. That's what we, like, everything we saw in that trailer is from the first 20 minutes of the film. Which makes sense, because it's getting the team back together. and uh, Or actually getting a team together, because Tony Stark's out, like, stranded. Nebula. Nebula. Oh, Nebula, you're right. Rocket's down there with that came down with Groot, like with Thor. Yeah, so they're in Wakanda. Uh, uh, yeah. And like some of the things like I've seen online and like people speculating, like the scene where there's um, Black Widow, uh, Banner, um, Captain America, and uh, War Machine, and they're all like in that field, and they're they're all looking up. It's like, well, who's missing? We know we've they've edited it. There's a space in between those characters. Somebody could totally be right there. Like people are speculating on what's been edited out of uh, right. of, of these things because Marvel has they like to play tricks. Well, on and they, they like to make. They've it. done that before with the sneak peek that we had at Civil War, where it was all the heroes running at each other, and they had cut out Spider-Man from it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they uh, Thor. Ragnarok, they made the uh, hammer explode in an alleyway and not in a field. Uh, you saw a ca- uh, Hulk running with all the Avengers, and we never got mm-hmm. the Hulk in there. Like they're known for for twisting these things and and showing us what they want us to see. And I kind of enjoy that. It's yeah. kind of like it's a surprise when things are different. I go, ooh, what do, what do they do? Uh, the biggest thing that I got a nerd boner about was, and you can only see it. It's in the shadows. But Rocket's wearing his classic Rocket blue and red outfit with the the buttons going around the 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 front of the coat and everything. Uh, and you see that, and like he's busting through the door, and there's like crab, lobster uh, traps and crab traps and stuff behind him. But I was like, oh man, he's wearing his classic suit. I've been waiting. Th- three movies now for that. Pretty pumped. It's a, it's casual Friday. Oh. They're not superheroing it anymore. All their friends are dead. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a hard time. Uh, it, it took me like third or fourth viewing on uh, YouTube to actually figure out that Scarlet Witch, just like, or not Scarlet Witch, Scar- uh, Black Widow, Black, oh Wid- Black Widow, Black Widow, uh, taking the shots at the, you know, uh, at the firing range. Because I'm like, is that Sarah Carter? Uh, Sarah Carter? Sharon. Whatever. Sharon Carter. Is that her? Because they're blonde now. And I, I was confused. And then I'm like, oh, no, that's that's a black, black widow. Yeah, but she was blonde in the previous movie. I know she was, but I still... It took me a while. Because it's so quick, those scenes. And I'm like... It took, took me a couple of viewings to actually figure out what's going on. Uh, and her, um, her, her hair is like a couple inches longer, too. Since everyone's talking about moments, the one that really got me sure. is where it's uh, Rhodey and Scott Lang together in costumes, and then they both have the masks that kind of close down over their face. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's a cool moment. Also, 
they're the last interactions they fought at the airport in Germany. Yeah, but he just kind of like pinched him in his fingers and held him for a while. It's not like he's the well, one. That they, I mean, but then him and uh, Iron Man yeah. took him out with like planes. They were arch nemeses for that scene in the movie. Calling call it like I sees it. Uh, and actually, uh, the Captain Marvel one that aired. Uh, should, I, should I take my headphones off? Uh, no, Chris. Because okay, oh, no, I've, yeah, I've been going uh, spoiler uh, free. Okay, I, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I, I don't want to, I don't want to know any more about Captain Marvel. I, I feel like I've seen enough. I've, uh, All these years, you guys used to give me shit about being like, no, I'm done with trailers, Paul, and now you're both doing it. Paul, you're both I, on my bandwagon. Paul, I, I jumped on your bandwagon probably like a year and a half ago, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't need to see anymore. And that really was um, the last Star Wars, the Star Wars. Um, Eight. I was like, you All know right, what? So, John, I, so I don't feel like I need to know anymore. So, okay, based off of that, whenever they release the uh, episode nine stuff, you're not going to watch it. No, I'll okay, watch. No, I'll watch. No. I'll watch the first one. But after, he wants a little sip. I, I want a little sip. <laughs> I want to taste. I want to taste. But when I get like, I get like, hey, I got a pretty good idea, and I want to go in there really not knowing. I want to go in there for an experience, and Star Wars is definitely that where I really want to sit down and be totally surprised by what happens because that's how I've the original trilogy. That's how I experienced those. I watched them when I was young enough where I didn't realize what was going on. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't in the zeitgeist, you know, Luke, I am your father and stuff and have those moments where you're like, holy shit, you know, Darth Vader is his father or, Oh my God. I was actually just talking to someone the other day. I don't remember the first time I saw Star Wars, like any of the Star Wars movies. No. It's always just been common knowledge for me, so I don't have that moment of realization. Yeah, we're born and bred Star Wars. Like, uh, we, but we John, up, why, it's why don't you try to Captain Marvel that? Why don't you just avoid everything for Star Wars? See how uh, see how it treats you. Uh, fuck that! I it's gotta, hard. I, I, there, there's there's nothing that. Like is you it picked... harder for you guys because you go to the movie theaters and actually see movies? Um, see, is I've... it easier for me that sees like three movies in the theater? Either? I said this, I think, off the podcast. Maybe it was to you guys. Maybe it was to someone else. Um, I kind of lucked out because the past couple times I've gone to the movies, I've either not seen the trailer because it wasn't attached to it, like something with uh, Mary Poppins, or... I got into the theater too late because the concession stand took me along with Spider-Verse. Because I'm sure they probably would have shown the Captain Marvel stuff before that. But it, it's everywhere. Like It's really hard to not pay attention to that just because it's on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Like As soon as I see anything that says Captain Marvel, and I will say I have seen just like the clip of her with her eyes glowing and like have to like keep scrolling past it. I think you picked a good a good one to be like, I'm not going to watch. You can easily go like, hey, Captain Marvel, I'll go see it. I don't need, I'm going to, I'm going to boycott these. Do we, do we want to, do we, come on, do, Star Wars? Do we want me to try to do Star Wars though? No. Do, I don't, do you want I, me to try I, to do Star Wars and Chris, let you know like. When I met Chris Roy in high school, we met in junior high and I sat down in an English class, and we had to, like, read something to each other. And I sat down to the next to this guy who's wearing a tie-dyed purple and gold shirt 
with C-3PO on it. And I well, said no, okay, oh, next C- to this guy. C-3PO and I, was on the front. R2-D2 was on the back. And I said, oh, my God. I, at that time, I was a very closeted nerd. And I was like, I can't believe this guy's walking around with this shirt on. Like, this guy <laughs> is a nerd. And then, like, two weeks later, we become best friends. But I was like, oh, my God. And I would never want you to not at least see a trailer to get you pumped for Star Wars because you are that much of a Star Wars fan. I'm already pumped. Are you trying to tell me? I The reason I watched the second trailer for Star Wars and I was boycotting it was people like, dude, you get Luke walks onto the Millennium Falcon. And I was like, ah, I got to see that. I got to see that clip. And it was great. And it made me go, ooh, ooh. And that, and that was it. And from that point on, I didn't watch anything else. I wanted to be totally surprised by what happens in that movie. Right, gonna, and I'm I will watch the, the first trailer. There was nothing else that came out in those trailers that would have shown you anything more. Like you already, but they put went, they put out like half. six. They put out like six or seven different TV spots. Yeah. They put out different things that did. They were all just cuts of they, what you. Just but thought. they had tons of stuff that came out with new clips to it they did have new things and i didn't want any of that i'm gonna watch the first trailer to star wars and that's gonna be it. i'm gonna float it out there i'm gonna i'm going to try i have the feeling i will not be able to maintain chris if you try i will try. i'm gonna try i i I'll, know I'll i won't be able to stick to it because it's star wars but i want to see how long i can go much like the seinfeld episode okay. that I will see how long I can go uh, I was, before I'm out. I was just gonna. Re- I was just gonna reference that. I was gonna reference Wham. The thing where you try to go during Christmas season without hearing "Last Christmas." Oh no, that's my fa- that's my favorite Christmas song. I would not do that. That's a dumb idea. Nobody yeah, should like do the that. No, I like the original too, but the covers are fantastic. You like the original? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've I've gone the last couple of years without hearing that song. Anyways, uh, we also had a trailer for. The Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. It's Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson. I know them as actors. I don't know these characters because I've only seen like two Fast and Furious movies. This this movie, aside from these characters having previously appeared in Fast and Furious, has nothing to do with these movies. Okay. It is uh, a former like a FBI CIA agent, which is The Rock, and a former criminal being teamed up to hunt down Ebus Elbra, who has a special suit that makes him invincible. Iron Man. Uh, the, 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 the preview for this just looks... A- the tuxedo. A- absolute, <laughs> like... The tuxedo. The tuxedo. Exactly, Paul. Oh, what about the medallion? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> not like No, he said suit. Not he like the suit. Ma- uh, but it makes it, it, it makes it look like just a super fun action movie. If I had, I it's not something I would actively go to the theater to watch unless I got free screener or I had a free ticket, and I'd go. You know what? This is out. I definitely would see that. If my dad called me up and was like, "Hey, do you want to go see this ridiculous, over-the-top action movie?" I'd go. Yeah, I'd go see it. I you see this movie for something that is fun, and that preview tells you that it's just going to be a fun movie. I'm fifty percent excited to see this movie. <laughs> His flag's at half hear, mass, folks. I, I hear Hobbs. I get very excited. I, I'm thinking Kelvin right after it, 
And then I hear Shaw, and I'm like, out. So that's why I'm 50% excited to see this movie. Chris, your thoughts? Um, I, like I said, I've only seen two Fast and Furious movies. The only one I know I definitely saw was Tokyo Drift. The other one, I couldn't tell you what it was. It was on like TBS or TNT or something. I turned it on and was like, oh, this is Fast and Furious something. Okay. And it was just kind of like on the background. Um, a movie I'm more excited for and I forgot about until I pulled up the list of uh, Super Bowl commercials was the Guillermo del Toro produced Scary Stories uh, to Tell in the Dark. Yes, based oh, off of the geez. books that you read in like elementary school. Uh, it seems like this is going to be nope. a, like a series of almost like vignette type films where it's going to be literally just a bunch of stories. Yeah, it's each a, one like oh. different on its own. I don't know if there's going to be some overarching like narrator for everything or if it's just going to kind of go in like what was it? VHS? Just not watching. Yeah, like yeah where it's all just like, okay, it's literally just like a bunch of mini movies put together. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, I know we had talked about this before on the show because Guillermo del Toro was attached to it. Completely forgot about it until I saw the trailers for it. I was like, oh my god, that's right. And they did like four trailers, each one like only like ten seconds long. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're all like about different one, stories. I was, like, I was full of no. <laughs> I was. Uh, they they all look chilling and cool. Uh, I love these books. I bought one of them at the you know school book fair. The Scholastic yeah, Book the Scholastic Fair. Scholastic Book Fair. I bought one of them. I and I remember because I my mom gave me money to get something from the book fair, and I came home with this book that had like a devil clown like profile on the cover and she was like what's this and I was like it's just a bunch of stories and like she looked through it because it was an only child and protective mom uh, and she's like okay mm-hmm. and I guess it's just because it was all old like folklore stories that everyone heard when they were growing up at some point uh, yeah it's based off a lot of folklore the, the, it looks really really good and the problem I do have with this movie is they put Guillermo del Toro's name all over this. He's not directing he's it. He's producing it, though. So, I mean... He's producing, and he's one of the many writers. Uh, writers for this movie, I think there's like six. There's seven writing well, credits it's, it's for it. it's cold from throughout history. Of course there's going to be multiple writers. Well, if it's well, an it's, anthology yeah, but movie, it's, then it's, that makes sense. That's the different screen like they have the the author of the book series and then they have Christmas six Allen. people oh, six uh it is elvin schwartz that's it. uh and then they have six people who are the screenwriters so it's many different hats in there and that's kind of like i just watched that mortal engines and i was like oh mortal engines they made this sound like it was it's the next uh Movie directed by Peter Jackson. No, he's just a producer and writer on it. I hate when they do that. Make me think it's going to be like a director and and writer who I really, really like. Uh, but other than that, it looks great. I mean, some of those those pictures and screenshots look like they took... Yeah, like they the made sessions. that person... They made that person go, this is the weird painted sketch 
make that into a living thing, and they did. Uh, and like did, Paul, did you see the one with the girl that's got the spider oh, in the her face? Yeah, the only one. That's the only one <laughs> I saw. What you need. That one stuck with me, and that's why I'm full of nope. Because she goes into the bathroom and she sees this little boil on her face and a little spider leg, like sticking out, and she goes to touch it. And then there's then they cut outside of the room, and there's a blood curdling scream. And I'm like, yeah, that's how I know about Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, but Paul, you had that in your face, and it wasn't full of spiders. <laughs> it wasn't full of spiders. It was full of pus. <laughs> and ew. Luckily, not cancer. Not cancer. <laughs> Hey! hey. Uh, we also we got another trailer for Battle Angel Alita, coming to us from Robert Rodriguez and James Cameron. It looks flashy and cool, but I don't think I ever need to see this movie. Maybe when it pops up on Netflix. But you know, she plays like Rollerball. I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing in this movie till this trailer. Um, but on like the flashy and like cool, Speed Racer was also. Netflix from the Wachowskis. I never watched that either, so I don't. I don't know. I watched. Apparently, I watched this a, is already on track to be a two hundred million dollar flop. Woof! It's like Forbes magazine had a story about it being like one of the biggest flops of the past five years. It's not. It does. It's not on track to do well. Wait till X Men Dark Phoenix comes <laughs> out, which might just. Um. Also, I don't know if you guys saw this too, because I had, I forgot about so many of these. Uh, we got our first sneak peek at the new Twilight Zone coming out from CBS. Yeah, and that's going to be on CBS streaming. Yeah, they're all access, all access. Uh, much like Star Trek Discovery. Um, if you want to watch this, it's going to be streaming only. But I don't know, I, I'm not a huge fan of the original Twilight Zone. It was just one of those things that when I became aware of it, I was already not too cool because like John said or Star Wars shirts like every day um, <laughs> but at that point I was just like oh it's an old show like why would I watch this I can watch The Outer Limits like I, I respect it though but oh wait and you're talking about the newer Outer Limits too <laughs> yeah the, the ones, the ones in color Ugh. yeah come on Twilight Zone was so good there, it's, like maybe it's because I was a kid with only five and, and Twilight Zone seems like something that's Growing very up, up your dad's alley. Like I can see your dad being like, "Oh no, yeah. like yeah, you gotta watch this. It's crazy." Well, it's we, it's yeah, it's that's, that's what we want. Sci-fi we morality watch. tales and with a slight mm-hmm. horror edge. And like I became very paranoid with about my neighbors after watching that show because you know you just shut off the power and then turn turn on the lights at one person's house, they will turn on you. Well, like uh, you know, that was the same thing with Tiny Toons. I never trusted a bald guy that grows eggplants. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never do that. Uh, Animaniacs. Oh, know. Animaniacs was fantastic. And I feel like I didn't appreciate it Going as much back. as I should have when I was a kid. Uh, we also had a sneak peek at Toy Story 4 after the big game was over. It didn't air during it. It was what showed after. Uh it's a fun little peek at it, but I don't think it's any better than what we had before with like that first teaser that we got. And you got Key and Peel in it, who you're not a fan of. It's not that I'm not a fan of them. I'm just I'm not a fan of them. I just <laughs> there's some Key and Peel sketches that I've seen that I love. Uh, I think they're really funny. Uh, Key and Michael Key, anything that he's in, 
as soon as I see him, I'm like, oh, awesome. I, I haven't seen uh, Quiet Place. Or no, not Quiet Place. What's it called? The Peels movie. Get Out. Get Out. Get Out. It, yeah. Um, I haven't seen it yet, so that's why I'm not really pumped for us. I've heard great things, but it's just... Like I said before, when we were talking about the Netflix Marvel TV shows, I'm in the mood to watch fun stuff when I get home from work. Uh, and that's why I go to the movies, just to to relax. So I haven't seen anything that's been like too intense in a while, honestly. It's really good. Uh, as someone who loves kind of that horror genre, it's to me, it's very George Romero. Like it's it's a horror movie that's telling you something. It's got it's got more going on than just uh, a suspense movie, and uh, that's that's one of the reasons I like it, and that's why I'm I'm super interested in 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 us, which we did get another trailer for. Didn't watch it. <laughs> Uh, for our whole conversation about that, but um, yeah, I, I I'm I'm looking forward to it. I doubt I will get out to the theaters to see it, but it will definitely be. Are you, are you talking about us or Toy Story Four at this point? Us. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I passed. I uh, it's a it, Toy Story. You know, I I will definitely see it when it comes out. Uh, again, probably when it comes out on like video on demand, we'll rent it. Um, but us is the, the same thing for me as I, I'll, I'll rent it. I, I highly doubt at this point in my life with the uh, newborn baby, I will get out to the theater too much except for like star Wars Avengers, like the comic book movies. You, you won't, yeah. I can, I can talk my wife into letting a relative watch <laughs> our, our baby to go, to go see those movies. Um, Toy Story. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I would see it no matter what. I didn't need to have this little, like, 20, 30-second clip to entice me into it. It's a Toy Story movie. I'm I'm already signed up for it. Like, my name was put on that list back in 1995 when the first one came out. Like, we're cool, Toy Story. Uh, but, it, again, it's it's fun. I haven't seen anything past that first one, so... It's another one. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen two, three, or well. Well, they have don't really. They have like some specials too. Um, three, three broke me. I I heard three breaks like me too, and I watched and up. Paul and doesn't I don't like want to be that broke. Paul doesn't again. like to have emotions. Remember, like he's he's mad at up still. Oh, I, I'm yeah. Like up is up, up is, is sad. Bane switch movie, but for me, like. Toy Story 3 has it has two moments in it. One that almost broke me, but I wrote it out and I was good. And then the second one it it did hit me. More than like ones and zeros in a computer on a movie screen should have. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I have on my list. I don't know if there's anything else that you guys saw. No, that, was that works like, for me. Because I don't watch the Super Bowl, I watch the trailers the next day, or when I'm on my 15-minute break at work. Was there, like, a commercial this year that everyone was like, oh my gosh, you gotta see these frogs saying Budweiser. Was there anything like that at all, or no? No, the the commercials... You want me to go nerdy? The commercials they said were as bad as the Super Bowl. But, Paul, go nerdy. 
All right. So in Canada, the late oh, they're talking about all dressed potato chips. Okay, I'm caught up now. No, they they decided to uh, uh, release a commercial against GM, being like, "Hey, hey, don't buy any car that has the VIN number of V3 because that means it comes from Mexico." Like, and GM sued, and it's a big thing. So the Canadian commercial, the biggest Canadian commercial, was uh, during the Super Bowl. Was up there. Uh, that G- there's a GM commercial saying what? What can you? What's the next? Uh, what's the next part of the bowl we go into? The other one was the uh, corn. The, uh, the the Budweiser. Nope, we're done. Like, Let's go to the next the, thing. No. Okay, what was the next thing? The next. Uh, what's the next uh, quarter of the bowl? Well, we 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 all started one, John. So you're up. I'm up. Yeah, you guys took the easy ones. What am I on? I'm on licensing? Or or creators. Oh, boy. Let's do one or the other. No, you pick. So it's not, oh, boy. It's, oh, boy. Let's do one or the other. Let's do licensing. Oh, Paul's been itching to talk about that Batman DVD set he's bought all episode. So good! Oh man, I guess I guess it goes to D. It goes to DC. It's it's a really nice set. That box set. It came with those mini Funkos, which I forgot to package in to send down to Chris during Christmas because I forgot about them in my closet. So Chris, next time you're up, no worries. Take those with you because I don't want them. Uh, But there's nice lithiographs of the uh, of stills from the animated show, which are really cool. It's all up to Blu-ray. They, they do look really nice. Uh, I have watched a few episodes. I do want to go s- and just sit through them going in order, even though on Leathered Wings, that first episode, I do not really want to see it. I, I've seen it. It's just not a I great. think it's great. I, that set the tone for the whole, the whole series. I, well, not the whole series, but like the beginning of it, because it did kind of like venture away from that. Um, but I don't need to see that one anymore just because I've seen it so many times because exactly. I've watched it every single time I've sat down to watch Batman the Animated Series because it's the first one. Like That's the that's the one that pops up and you're like, alright, here we go. The, the actually two episode part that I don't want to watch again are the ones where they're replacing people with robots. And there's the cyborg Batman that's in there. I don't like those those two episodes. I feel like they're really slow. Uh, but no, I, I think it's a great set, a great uh, product that they put out at a really good price. Of you know, you can get it for like seventy bucks online now. So I think uh, if you don't own any of the Batman the animated series, what is wrong with you? Why are you listening to this podcast? Uh, you should just be watching ooh, that show. I said, uh, and I scared my baby that I'm feeding in my arms. Uh, uh, I, I've never I've never owned them, but I have a friend that does, and I borrow his. <laughs> you can basically have my DVDs oh. that I own. No, because I, I have the Blu-rays now. I, I want to watch them on Blu-ray, baby. And it comes with it. It comes with a digital copy that I will gladly take. Uh, gladly take from you. Hey, everything's baby to me now. 
You're a daddy. Uh, other things in licensing. What else has happened? Like, um, oh, uh, you got Spider Man in the Spider Man video yeah. game. You also got the uh, the the DC fighting game this year as well. Injustice Two. Yeah. Was that this year? Or was yeah, that was last year. year. I think it was uh, last year. I don't know. No, Spider Verse was. Well, yeah, Spider Man on PlayStation definitely. But... It was up at the top of people's like game of the year list, right alongside uh, Red Dead. Yeah, I would say that if we're gonna review the movie or the video games, that Spider Man would take it because that one looks cool. It makes me want a console. Uh, but just so licensing, it's it's difficult. Like I don't really know what else is going on. Like there's like there was that Kickstarter for that awesome Batman. Oh, that was, board yeah, game that, was that really I still cool. haven't gotten. And that Batman animated uh, series video ga- uh, board game that's coming out still. Um, Marvel had a couple board games come out. Hail Hydra, which I do own, which I haven't been able to play yet because I don't get to play as many board games as I'd like. Maybe I'll set that one out next. Um, so it's tough for me with this with the licensing. I. I I don't know. Like, there's not a big thing. Like last year with the Disney Rock landmark. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're in like a weird holding period right now with the Marvel stuff over at Disney because they really can't do too much stuff stateside right now. They are building a like Marvel like centric center of the park over at Disneyland right now. Um, over at Disney World, they are building the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster, but. That's not going to be completed until next, next year. Literally not 2019. Like, you're looking at 2020, 2021 for that. Um, so it's hard to get excited for that kind of stuff. Um, and it's weird because something that I was really excited about, uh, about when I went to the movie theater is I could get a souvenir tin Aquaman popcorn tin. Uh, okay. Which is now the garbage can in my bathroom because I have an Aquaman-themed bathroom. So I saw that and I was like, I I need that. I do like that a character like Aquaman that has been the butt of a joke for so long is finally getting his attention as you know one of the first big DC superheroes. Uh, I'm glad there's merchandise to support that. I'm glad this movie's uh, done really well. Go ahead. And like, I mean, the big thing too is like. I mean, that Spider-Man game was up there voted for one of the best games of the year. You know, like people really, really, really dug it. And you don't have you don't have that really with any DC. If DC Justice fighting game so, didn't come out, Justice supposedly game. they're Justice they're too. working on a Superman game uh, from Rock City Studios that will. You know, be like be Superman. Yeah. There's also rumors, but then Rocksteady said it wasn't. But everybody's like, "No, it's yeah. though, bro." And then they're like, "Nah, bro." But, and they're like, "Yeah." Well, bro. even at that point, though, like they had team members like posting pictures of stuff, yeah, saying like, "Oh, we're working on this game," and then they had like go back and delete it. Like, also supposedly exactly. another Batman game that they're working on too. Um, but yeah, it's 
when it comes to that kind of stuff, I think Marvel has a lot more presence, though. Because even if I just go onto the App Store to download a game, Marvel has a lot more games that are just available. Like, if I want to download something, yeah. I can just, like, click on and play Future Fright. Uh, Contest of Champions. They have, like, a card trading game. DC really doesn't have too much. Oh, and also announced this year was uh, Second Breakfast. Oh, yeah. Uh, second Dinner. Coming out with a... Which were the the team that originally created the Blizzard. Yeah, it was a bunch of people from Blizzard that worked on Hearthstone have uh, separated out from the company and started their own thing. And then as soon as they did that, they signed on to do a Marvel game, which nobody knows too much about yet. Could be a CCG, which was you know what they're known for, but Could it's, be it's tough. And I mean, licensing is such a big category to try to talk about now because mm-hmm. everything is pretty much licensed out at this point. Uh, I think I would give it to Marvel just for that Spider-Man game. I know it had been announced years before, but the the fan the fan base to it. and how everyone said it's before into the Spider-Verse came out, people were like, oh, it's the best Spider-Man thing we've gotten for years. Better than the movies. So, it's a game I haven't yet gotten a chance to play, but it's definitely one... I I have... I've been playing uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. I have uh, the God of War that came out this year, that one game of the year, sitting on my TV stand. The next game for me to get is the Spider-Man game. Uh, I'm also going to throw this out there just because... This doesn't necessarily apply to us, but to a lot of other people out there. I don't know about you guys, but I see a hell of a lot of Deadpool shirts out there now. Oh, right. It, it, they, I, think and right. I think DC has their own kind of character like that with Harley Quinn, but Deadpool has taken on such a life of his own that it's just it's ludicrous at this point that this character doesn't it make you die a, a little bit? A little bit, but every time though. But I'll see, like that. No, Quinn. I, I just no more, more than when I see like a dude bro wearing a Superman shirt. Because I mean, here we are, you know, reading Superman comic books for the show. Like Paul picking Superman number eight for his list eight. pick. Yep. This one comes down to the licensing, and they have licensed the hell out of all these characters and the fact that a character like Deadpool who is so niche and just bizarre can land in such a way I think I think that deserves recognition as well Did you guys see the um, uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, who does who's, who's Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds Ryan Reynolds, they did a commercial did you guys see that? I have not. Because of no. it's uh, it's all about their um, rivalry, and they're like, "Hey, we're putting that aside." And uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds like, "I made a commercial for Hugh Jackman's coffee company," and Hugh Jackman's like, "I made a commercial for Ryan Reynolds vodka," and they show like Ryan Reynolds like commercial for his coffee beans, which is like really nicely done, and it's it's all about how great Hugh Jackman is and his coffee and this and. And then uh, it's Hugh Jackman's turn. He's like, um, I don't think my commercial's ready yet. And Ryan Reynolds is like, what do you mean? I spent a million dollars to make that commercial. He's like, 
you did. And then it shows uh, Hugh Jackman goes, R- Ryan Reynolds is an asshole. And he takes the cap off his vodka and just pours it on the table. <laughs> and, then, oh. and then it pans back and he's like, I didn't think it was over. I thought we were still messing with each other. <laughs> it was a funny commercial. Uh, Does Ryan Reynolds even have a vodka brand? I guess so. I don't know. I think that's a joke. I don't think he does. Does Hugh Jackman have a coffee? I don't. Well, is this is this opening up a whole new battle on? I think uh, it's all set on up. the licensing. I think it's all things. just. This is all BS, and I think Johnny just wanted to talk about this commercial. Ah, uh, no this I this commercial's real. I watched it today. Right, your sleep your sleep deprived parent. Oh, I got a lot of sleep last night. My baby slept good. And when I say my baby slept good, I meant me. I, I slept good. John, just a note for listeners. John's always referred to himself as my baby. It's, it's really, <laughs> even in high school. That's why I never got so, a date. <laughs> so for, John, do you mean, do you mean aviation gin? What? Uh, Ryan Reynolds owns a uh, uh, stake in Aviation Gin. Yeah, that would be his yeah, okay. gin company. What did I call okay. it? Vod- vodka? vodka? Right. Well, and, vodka, okay, so. gin is vodka just with juniper berries. Right. I, I had to look it up. And then you said uh, Hugh Jackman has coffee? Yeah. So for for licensing, just so I can type this out, uh, I went with Marvel. John? You Marvel, Marvel as well? Paul? Uh, right, so they they sweep that quarter. So there's only one quarter left. And just so we're on the same page, uh, DC One Publishing, Marvel One Media, and licensing as well. So it all comes down to the creators. Mm. Yeah. Hugh Jackman has Laughing Man Coffee. Yeah. Or he's a spokesman for Laughing Man Coffee. Yeah, that's it. I didn't think they were real. Sorry. Didn't think they were real. Uh, so, okay, the creators. Guys, you know I'm going to push hard here. For uh, I, I've been really enjoying what Brian Yeah, was, Paul, I was going to, right awesome. off the bat, I was going to say, I apologize for saying this, but start pushing. Uh, I, I think he, what he's, we just got a little taste last, uh, a couple weeks ago, or last week when we did, did the review for uh, Titans. Or yeah, yeah, right? Or yeah, Teen Titans. Young Justice. But... Uh with Wonder Comics. Young Justice, there it is. Young Justice with Wonder Comics. Chris, your pick right, this hey, week. Also. Was Wonder Com- was Wonder Twins, which is a part of the Wonder uh Wonder Comics line. You know, I think DC is 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 poaching the right talent again. They're they're coming in, they're getting new people to come to uh write these books. We saw Jeff Johns with uh, John's pick for the look back with Shazam number one. Hey, maybe Johns has gotten gotten his groove back. Maybe he's maybe the Doomsday Clock can stop ticking on the guy, and, and he can write fun books again that take all the stupidness of the past for some of these characters and just weave it into a way that people can understand it and appreciate it, and make us enjoy Shazam. Or Captain Marvel, but not Captain Marvel. But Captain Marvel. I'm just hoping Tony Tiger says, Tony Tiger. Well, I... Right? Tony 
Tawny, Tawny Tiger's Tiger. showing up soon. He's got to. He's. He, you saw the map. They're taking him. They're taking him there. You see the stripes. I think. In, in to. I think it's. I think it's there. He's there. Like. Uh, Tom King's over at DC. Who's over at Marvel right now? G. Willow Wilson, who we, bo- Chris and I both enjoyed yeah, over at uh, Marvel. I mean, she, she's at she's, she's at DC. Yeah, she's, right at Wonder DC Woman. she's at DC. Dude. Exactly. Yeah. Um, big thing I would say for Marvel right now on the creator front, like you put a gun to my head or put me on a podcast and make me say like, "Hey, favorite Marvel creator right now, go." I'm probably going to say someone like Dan Slott. Just because I really appreciate all the work they put on the Spider-Man books, but mm-hmm. when it comes to now, I'm Fantastic Four, so good true. play. Nice but when play. it also comes over to DC, like Bendis is like one of the biggest names in comics, and he's handling one of the biggest names in comic books right now with Superman, and he's doing and it he's well. doing it well, and also Tom King. I'm really enjoying Heroes in Crisis. His Batman was fantastic. Even the weird random issue I picked up from Walmart, like the 80-page giant where it was Tom King doing Superman, he was telling a great story that made me want to pick up more of those. I haven't, Uh, but it's because it's a comic book at Walmart, and they didn't have the next part of it. So I was like, eh, whatever, no big loss. But the fact that DC is doing something like this where they're putting these big name creators on characters, on books, that, you know, for the most part are reprints, but they're giving them their own stand-up stories. That's a that's a big push on not just these characters, but the creators themselves. Because if you want to read Brian Michael Bendis, yeah, he's over at DC. He's writing Superman, but he's also writing Batman. You just can't pick it up at a comic book store. You've got to go and, two miles down the road to Walmart. And DC is also putting out Bendis's torsos being released yeah. as a trade through DC this right now, uh, which means most of his other stuff are going to be re-released yeah, pretty much, uh, through DC. I've seen the sol- uh, solicitations for it. Everything that was part of his, you know, quote-unquote, Shinx World self-published stuff before, um, DC will now be publishing that going forward since they've signed the exclusive agreement. And I mean, Bendis, you got to give it to Bendis. He's pretty smart because he got DC or he got Marvel to do the same thing. And now he's getting DC to do it. So like when a book goes like it never, it never goes out of uh, circulation because he just finds a new publisher to print it for him. Uh, but I have to give it to DC as well, and it's for all the reasons you listed, Chris. Is they're bringing over those big Marvel writers who were a big deal over, at least for for the most part, for us over at Marvel, have all gone over to DC. And the Tom King, you know, Mister Miracle, one of my favorite books ever. Uh, his, you know, his some of his Batman stuff I've really loved. Uh, I've enjoyed. Bendis is Superman. G. Willow Wilson over on Wonder Woman. Like, all of these people are there, and the people who I still like at Marvel are the people who have just been at Marvel. Jason Aaron, Dan Slott. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the those guys who have been there doing that great work there are still there breathing life into characters that they've been doing it for for years, where DC has got big-name guys breathing life into characters that either we loved like Wonder Woman or 
are breathing life into characters that we haven't been reading because we're not Superman fans, yeah. but we've enjoyed those Superman books. Yeah, the fact that we're not just reading <clears throat> Superman because it's number one coming out, but no, <coughs> to use you as an example again, Paul, you're just picking up Superman because you want to continue on the story. I think that that leans well into just the impact that someone like Brian Michael Bendis has had. Because I think if this was a Dan Jurgens Superman story, that that wouldn't be on our radar. Like we would have read the number one, right? Dan Jurgens has been writing Superman for years. He does a good job of it, but at the same time, much like the Marvel side of things, with you know Jason Aaron's always going to deliver over on something like Thor. Like you just come to expect it. It it is what it is. So that breath of fresh air, man. It definitely pushes you in that direction. And that name recognition. If I was getting this story from Dan Jurgens and it was the exact same story, I might I probably wouldn't be reading it. But since it's Brian Michael Bendis, there's a trust there, there's that like, no, no. There has to be something going on in this panel. Even though I might not know what's going on right now. It's telling I know it will pay off like twelve issues. It's now. telling a normal story, but there's an overarching thing that I need to right. focus in on and even then exactly. I still won't guess what it is. Mm-hmm. They're all scroll. Oh. oh Oh guys. That's two quarters going to DC and then two quarters going to Marvel. Oh, this did it? What, did, what happened? Did we go do a shoot off? No, Chris. What you said during the media thing was like, no, I weight the movies more than I uh, weight the TV. So I want to give it to Marvel because we basically we had it tied there because we we all split. It was like a split decision, and he said, "I want to give it to Marvel," and I said, "Okay, well, that's a tiebreaker." So you so, the tiebreaker. So we follow here. the money. Is that what you're saying? You we, we follow the money. Ooh, if we follow the money, then Marvel wins because of Black Panther and Infinity War. Because they made gobsmacks amount of money. Well, what are we most? I, I I'll put it this way: What have they done that's made us anticipate what they're coming up to do? Are we looking forward to like Shazam? Are we more looking forward to Endgame? Is there stuff like that that we're more interested in, even even in publishing or licensing, that are coming up? Are you and are you anticipating? Oh, I'm I want to buy that Superman game when Rockstar or Rocksteady puts it out. Like, what what is coming up that these guys have are doing that's going to make us want to buy into them? Oh, that's that's hard. I keep on feeling like DC's about to turn that corner. Oh, DC's the new X Factor. It's like it's been that it's been like three or four years now where I feel like they keep on. The thing that holds me back from DC is the publishing right now, where with well editorial, not publishing, where they keep on like teasing. Maybe we're going to go back and incorporate all the stuff. From. Yeah, but Paul, we talked about it too. Edit, like editorial got a ton of people got cut, and they're. They're trying to focus more on the things. Yep. But prove it. <laughs> like start doing it. <laughs> like, well, half half of half of the proving is those people getting let go, and I think something like the the Young Justice book. I mean, they're tying in that that the old school yeah. Superboy Con- Connor Kent, 
like I think they are starting to show you what is to come. But they did that before with Wally West, like discovering, oh, I remember my past kind of the, the world isn't quite right. And then in Heroes in Crisis, they kill him. So what the heck, DC? Like, are, is it? I don't know yet. Like, yeah, that's, this is happening in Young Justice, but it's also in the imprint Wonder Comics. So maybe they'll make that Earth 2 or Earth 4 or Earth 5. Wonder Comics doesn't actually happen. Suddenly it doesn't actually happen in the regular DC universe. The thing is, I don't trust DC editorial right now at all. So, but I have a hard but time the problem is, is you love the characters of DC more than you do, do more than you do Marvel. Yes, I, so I think Marvel could do anything they want with their characters, and you wouldn't take it to heart as much as you do with DC. Except for <laughs> Fantastic Four. To kind of circle back to even when we were talking about, we don't read the big event books anymore. But I still think there's kind of this inherent trust when it comes to Marvel that we don't necessarily have with DC, even though we pick them for creators and publishing. Uh, and I feel like it was almost really close when it came to media. I think Marvel, at the end of the day, like there's just something there that kind of makes me like, oh, no. Yeah, Marvel's always been there for me. They they edge out they edge out DC and all those fronts just because they always have they're always one up on DC. And the thing I was thinking too, like if you made me pick one superhero movie for the year that I could see, it would be Endgame. If you said, okay, well it can't be Endgame, and it came down to something like Shazam or Captain Marvel, it would be Captain Marvel. See, I would go Shazam. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, Shazam looks like it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun because it looks so different. But it looks so different compared to the DC stuff that's come out before. Captain Marvel, I'm just going with because it's like, no, this is fitting into this universe that I know and love and have spent 10 years going to see these 20 movies. Yeah, but they look like they're doing Captain Marvel Shazam so right. No, Shazam looks good. Um, and a lot of what we do get out of the stuff like the publishing is reactive or like advertising for the media. Because, yeah, we got a new Shazam number one because the Shazam movie is coming out. It, it, it makes sense. It just feels weird seeing that Shazam number one and now... I've read that in two, three months, whenever it comes up, I'm going to have to go see the movie and it's going to be the same story, but they just keep, this is personal bias coming up. They just keep trying to force this character on me in different ways. Like, Oh, now he's dark and edgy. Now he's nerdy and alone. They just, they keep doing it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm as much as I'd love to lean towards DC. I think a, you you kind of nailed it. Is Marvel just seems to edge them out on almost every aspect. 
See, you got to give it to Marvel yet again. I mean, it's a, it's a dynasty now. Yeah. You know, I think they've won every single Marvel's won every single Super Bowl we've ever done. Yeah. I wish streaming I wish they had a little bit more on the streaming service for DC for me to be like, "No, guys, I already bought it and it's great." You guys, you know, but I can't. I I don't want to spend the 80 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, there's not well, that. And that's the thing, that, too. So, is like, okay, if, the promise on the future, because, you know, we don't have the DC streaming stuff. We don't have the Marvel Disney one yet. If it came down to it, based off of the promise of which streaming stuff you'll have, stuff like Titans, uh, Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol, or stuff like Skull Wish and Vision, Loki, it's Marvel. It's it's Marvel. Marvel. If if Disney Plus was eighty bucks or eighty five bucks for the year, I I I would do it hands down. And I mean, you have the Young Justice cartoon coming back on the Disney or on the the Warner Brothers. It's still not enough to get me to go. uh, Yeah, here's my money. Like the Warner Brothers one, it just. I don't feel like it'll ever get my my money, especially like eighty bucks, eighty bucks a month. If it goes to like, oh, it's fourteen dollars a month, I'd pay fourteen dollars. Well, it's, it's not eighty bucks a month; it's eighty dollars upfront. So yeah, yeah you're not no, you're yeah, not paying that, it over the like. You're literally saying like, okay, here's my eighty dollars. No, I have this for twelve months from today. Yeah, no, that's 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 what I meant. But if it went to ten ten bucks, fourteen bucks a month. I would probably pay that 14 bucks, watch everything I wanted on it and then cancel it. And then maybe if they release something else, pay that 14 bucks again to watch whatever's on there that I'd want to watch in a month. Well, where so now on, the D- on that side of things too, um, cause I, I just let's do a bunch of podcasts about it today. Rumors are Disney's going to be pursuing at least like a five to $7 monthly price for, Disney Plus. Their e- their ESPN Plus app is uh, five bucks a month, four ninety nine. So makes sense. And i i would I would easily pay it. And if it was eighty bucks for the year for the Disney Plus, I would I, I would say i'd I'd pay for it. I would do that. If Mandalorian and the Rogue, oh, I forgot about the Rogue One when we were talking about it before. Yeah, if that's day and date. For release, then I'm in. Otherwise, like I'm gonna wait until the Mandalorian or that Rogue One, like Sirius, is actually on the online. Unless they say no, you get all the Disney backlog, like where I can watch uh, the Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron, you could watch Gargoyles, Dark Darkwing Duck. You know, like all those things. Like, yeah, if they're on there. If if that's all on there and all inclusive a la carte, like I can just binge it, then yeah, I'm in for a hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, here? I mean, ten. I, I just month? like crunch the numbers because even if they charge fifteen dollars a month, you're still looking at a hundred and eighty dollars, which a lot more than DC's doing. But just for the content and the characters, I'm like, you even just like the new stuff that they have announced. I'm a hell of a lot more like I'm a hell of a lot more likely to pay $180 to watch more 
Marvel content than I am the DC content. And then when you throw the Star Star Wars stuff on top of it, like, yeah, it's... I would do that. And the new DuckTales series has been phenomenal. Yes. Uh, the the spin-off stuff they're going to do with the the um, Trace uh, what what is it Donald and his two uh, the Oh the the, the Caballeros. Like Caballeros. Like uh, the spin-off stuff they're doing with those guys. I uh, yeah, I'm totally down. I I've been saying the whole thing. I the Disney Plus they got me. I feel like we just keep looking for ways to just give it to DC, just to not feel bad. And I think we do that almost every year. And for the last couple years, they've, it used to be, they maybe win one. Now they're 50, 50, you know? So they they just, they just need to, to pull their shit together a little bit more. They're doing the comic books better. Marvel's still just nailing it when it comes to everything else though, which is really what's in that public focus. Uh, but if you disagree, if you think one wins over the other, find us over on our show notes. Find us on Facebook. Let us know what you think. Comment on this episode show notes over at bagboard.com. I'm tired of going through just deleting the spam Russian comments. Actually, comment on it. Let us know what your picks are for each quarter. Let us know if you came to the same assumption, but you know one thing edged out the other just based on it. Maybe we didn't think about something. 